look like cut like they should have. Here they pop Speaking of Harper, should I go and start this off? Uh, yeah, the volu- the volume's good, man. Volume's good. Okay, ready, action. What's up, everybody? This is the greatest show on dirt coming to you live from the house of Cody Nations. I'm in the Cody Nation. What's up, man? Hey, everybody. I so tried to be funny with your last name. I couldn't think of anything of it. Dude. No, it was good, man. That was good. We're going to talk a little bit of Red Sox Nation, I think. No, man, me and Cody are hanging out. Man, we haven't recorded in, shoot, probably two months. But yeah. I, I remember the last time we recorded it, it was such a blast, man. I remember talking about starter jackets and East Bay catalogs. So today we're going to... The main things we want to talk about, obviously, the most recent Bryce Harper comments, um, an anonymous, we don't know who it was, but I think the guy's name's Robert Murphy at a FanRag Sports talked to an NL executive about Bryce Harper. He doesn't like Bryce Harper and doesn't think he's worth the money. And then since I've got my Red Sox guru in front of me, um, we're gonna, we have to have to talk Red Sox-Yankees right now because that's probably the tightest division in all of baseball. It's the one with, I would say, the most fierce race out of the whole entire league right now. Like, you've got in the NL Central, right? You've got the Cubs and the Brewers. That doesn't have the same, like, I'm going to charge them out and punch you in the face, right? Have mm. we not already seen a fight with these teams? Oh, yeah, man. Who did who did Joe Kelly say come on to? We saw we saw Kelly um, who'd he get? give that, it to... Was uh, that Tyler Austin? Yeah, it was I, Austin. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Austin has said, come on now. Come Sorry, I was trying to remember. Come I just it. remember Joe Kelly like winning the hearts of every single Boston Red Sox. Because honestly, up to that point, um, he was... Sorry, I'm looking at freaking Yankee highlights right now. But up to that point, Kelly this season... I mean, he was doing okay, but he had given up like a big run in a game before that, like a couple of games before that. And so I just remember like... We, I think Red Sox Nation was just kind of down on him, and then that happened, and he got suspended. It was great. Oh, yeah, dude. During his suspension, he was in the crowd watching a game with fans. It was great, man. That's the ultimate power move. Like, I'm suspended, but I'm going to buy a ticket because I ride or die with my team. That's right. And right now, like, whatever, like, I'm suspended eight games, but I'm going to hit it. Let's start. Gosh, we might. Let's start there, okay? What, what like, I kind of want to do and, like, what I want to get your opinion on is, so I feel like coming in – to the 2018 season, the Yankees are what was talked about, right? The Yankees, I would say more people pick the Yankees to win the division. Not everybody, but more people probably pick the Yankees to win that division because of the bullpen. Um, Stanton. Stanton, like the big, you know, off-season addition or whatever. You had breakout seasons in 2017 from like Didi Gregorius. They picked up Sonny Gray. I mean, Aaron Who? Jones Gary Sanchez. Sonny Gray. Yeah. Name doesn't ring a bell. I know, right? <laughs> we got a Red Sox fan life on there. Cody Nation, guys. Cody Nation. And so, like, what, how are you enjoying the rivalry right now? I mean, tell me, uh, like, how you're enjoying this thing and how mad you are at just, like... Well, it's... I mean, yeah. Are, ALE, are Boston Red Sox fans just perpetually angry? Yeah. And they go to... I imagine you, like, go to Dunkies and then just, like, that's a lot. <laughs> I think that's all I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we're perpetually angry, like, all the time. I mean, I definitely don't want to speak for all the Boston fans because I don't live in Boston, but... uh I mean, I, I've been there enough to sort of know like what the vibe is like. Um, I think the biggest thing right now is just this this BS stuff with the uh, winning percentage. Like I was just talking to you about before we started recording. I mean, look, I get it. You know, you control your own destiny, and you can you can make up wins, but you can't make up losses. Um, 
So the record right now is the Yankees are, before they play right now and in the next couple of minutes, uh, we just beat the Orioles. So we are a half game ahead of of, uh, of New York, but we're still in second place because the winning percentage is off by like point zero one. Yeah, not much. Not much. Uh, so anyways... That's annoying because Yankee fans are just going to be like, you know, we're in first, we're in first. We're in. I mean, I look at Twitter and like, we're in first. They always just make those comments on like anything Dude, that Yankees Twitter they put up there. Yeah, man. I mean, they ruthless. just put those comments. They just, you know, put those tweets up like, yeah, but who's in first? And it's like, well, first of all, we're not even to the all-star break. So I get it. I mean, I can say the same. Like, I, I look at that too. I just always like to be in first. I think it, it's always nice to be chased um, versus being the chaser. Um. Yes, everything with the rivalry though, everything that happened in that in that series with the fight, I really thought brought it to life because let's face it, over the last really like five six years, I mean it's just not really been that heated. It's Has not it really not been not there. Um, I'm a I'm a fan. I don't know if I even said it last time, but Boston is the only team outside of the state of North Carolina that I like and. I'm also a huge North Carolina Tar Heel fan, and so we have a huge rivalry with Duke, and I've, I've been talking about this to, like, other fans in the past, but, like, just because not only in basketball, but, like, but also in baseball, like, just the sports world in general has just changed dramatically. I think social media and culture has a lot to do with that over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Rivalries, I don't think that there's been any rivalries in the last 10 years that have really been that heated. So the reason I bring mm-hmm. up the Duke and Carolina thing is because – Everything that Duke and Carolina basketball is known for, it's not been that over the last six years. Because the rivalry is like fading. Because the right, well, because, because the way, are now, I guess. yeah, because well, and because of just the way that, let's face it, Duke basketball in and of itself has changed. Like Duke can say that Carolina basketball has changed, but let's statistically look at it; it has not. Um, the way that we're bringing in players has always been the same. Like Duke is basically taking on the same way that Kentucky has been recruiting players and then letting those players stay for one year. Yeah, they're they're recruiting players that are going to stay for one year and then go into the draft and then they've got you know the top players coming out of high school coming to Duke. So the biggest reason that Duke and Carolina was always such a big rivalry is because you had four years of the same guys being on the court, hating each other each and every game, playing each other two to three times every single year now they play each other twice and then they're done you never see them again Mm -hmm. because they're going into the nba um it's not it's not been the same of course with yankees red sox but i do think that player movement has had a lot to do with it um and i just i don't know i just think that they've both both teams uh when one's been up the other one's been kind of down um, I, I think that's pretty accurate. and that and that doesn't really help in baseball because no, the Yankees were selling in 2015 oh yeah right or 2015 I think I'm right where they got rid of uh 2016 because they got rid of Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman god that we're in 2016 two, yeah sorry yeah. we're in 2018 so you're now. right yeah they were selling in 2016 which is com- one completely bonkers but two yeah I think social media has a lot to do with um kind of that whole rivalry thing but at this point like it's back. I mean, it's back because you got these teams that are playing so many times a year because they're in division, but also they're both really, really good teams, and they need to win those games because right now your playoff statements 
Like, you're starting now to get to the playoffs because you better bet your ass, like, the Yankees are going to know Chris Sale real good once the playoffs hit. You know what I mean? Well, and they've been and hit, most teams have been hitting Chris Sale good. Like, the Astros lit him up last year in the postseason. Been, yeah. Well, and it's just certain teams. Like, it's definitely, like, the teams I, – I honestly think, like, as much as I love Sale – I mean, I love Sale, but uh, that game last year against Houston in the postseason where they just lit him up, and then, like, he came in, you know, as a reliever in the, in the next two games later. Yeah. And the Astros just have Chris's number, and unfortunately, like, the Yanks have his number. Uh, I don't think that he's the number one on the team right now. That's and, about what I was going to ask opi- you, In, like, man. my like, opinion. Who's your number one guy right now? I think I think Richie, Ricky Porch, man. Like, I think Porcello has yeah. definitely been the best. Like, he's a horse, man. There's not <laughs> a guy that I – every time I see his box score, he can go seven innings and give up nothing. Yeah. But if he has a bad start and gives up six, yeah. he still goes seven innings. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's crazy. something to be said about that, man. Like, I love that – uh, like his bounce back, yeah. Where like he can just go out there and do it. And he won a Cy Young a couple of years ago. You might be right about that, man. Especially like playing against those teams if you're going to mm-hmm. enter an ALCS against the Yankees, yeah. And you've got your pick, you know. Erod's been on. pitching super well. He's been pitching really, yeah, good, man. Actually. He's like he's definitely the third best pitcher on the team right now. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, without a doubt. So I mean, you know, we've got it. I definitely we 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 need some bullpen adjustments. We need some help. Like, I don't know who or what we can bring in to really, like... I do. I, I feel like we need one there, more, there, though. There are guys out there that I, are going to be available. There are guys out there. I mean, we'll see what happens over the next two months. Um, but we got to have that. Yep. I could say if... So, Zach Britton came back a couple days ago. Mm. If he can rebound because he'll be a true rental and because his asking price might be lower because he's been hurt the past couple of years... I don't, you know, the Red Sox don't have a ton of prospects, so they might be able to get a guy like that. But also, like Brad, Brad Hand from mm-hmm. the Padres, Kelvin Herrera is the closer for the Royals, and he is a stud. Yeah. If they could somehow pull him away, um, obviously you've got Kimbrel, so I don't know how a guy who works as a closer who would go to a team because you, you have no, we have no problem with Craig Kimbrel. No, I don't no, believe no, it. No, 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 no. Unless it's some sort of situation to where the Yankees have seen him a lot. And you're like, we'll put Kelvin Herrera in this situation. I don't know if that ever happens. No, but. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's just like we just need some relieving help. Um, I, I really feel like whenever it, the seventh inning comes, uh, if 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 we don't have a four run lead, uh, I'm nervous. Doesn't really doesn't matter who we're bringing in, dude. Can I ask you? Do you think that's a product of you being a fan of the team? Yeah, because I always felt like being a fan, For like sure. being a Cubs guy. I'm like, all of this bullpen, they all suck. And then like they go to other teams, and it's like, oh, maybe they weren't that bad. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> yes, I, you're right. And it's just like we as fans, I think we're always going to focus Toughest on the negative. And Toughest. and like I am such a, uh, I am. Uh, I'm very sleeve, superstitious. Man. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Nice. Like with, so you haven't changed your underwear in like three with days? With all sports. <laughs> um, but but I think that uh, whenever, like, the whole point of me saying that, sorry, I got sidetracked, um, is like, let's say I'm not watching a game for the first, like, six innings, right? And then nope. I flip it on. And let's say we're up, you know, by three runs or whatever. And we've been playing well. We just got to close it out, two more innings or whatever. I'll flip the game on, and then all of a sudden, like two minutes later, we give up two runs. I hear you. And I'm like, I don't like that happens. I feel like I'm probably statistically wrong on this, but it feels to me like that happens 50%, 60% of the time. And I 
can't stand it. So like sometimes <laughs> I'll go and like not turn a game on don't. because I'm like uh Dude, i don't know we gotta run data on this man yeah. like i gotta know what like your watch average with games in play is like we'll call it wapip watch average with games in play wagip that'll be it well man. and that's the thing is like because every time i turn it on it's like matt barnes is coming in we got a three run lead yeah. only one guy on first like matt barnes is coming in Hembright's coming in someone's coming in turn it on boom two run shot and it's like Shit, it's man. your like fault now. Like, yeah, I feel like I'll, me here in little old Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Like, I just gave up these two runs, and now, it, now we're four three. Freaking, you know, Stanton's on bait. Stanton's coming up to to bat. So Dude, yeah, just do Red Sox Nation a favor and don't watch a Chris Sale playoff start. Like, just mm. stay here. Don't watch a Cubs game either. I'll kill you, asshole. I can't, like, don't watch I a Cubs can't game think either, about man. the playoffs right now. Listen to this though, man. So the bullpen wise, I looked these numbers up, man. I looked up bullpen numbers for the Red Sox and the Yankees. They surprised me, which makes me think like if the Red Sox have to add an arm, it might not be that bad. So look at this. Mm -hmm. So in wins above replacement, the Yankees are the number one team in war. Boston's three. Hmm. Fielding independent pitching, Hmm. which is like take defense out of the ERA. Yankees are two. Boston's three. Left on base percentage just for the bullpen. Boston's three. The Yankees are 13. I can see that. Yeah, and then home runs per nine. The Sox give up the second least amount of home runs in all of baseball behind the Cubs. The Yankees are 11th, man. Yeah, I can, And the Yankees well, had bullpen injuries, and I don't know if that's ever going to get healthy. Like, I just don't know. Not. I think the Yankees' bullpen's way more volatile than what we thought it was going to be, and I think that's... No, but I see... But I mean, we were talking about the DeGrom stuff. Like, I definitely see them fixing that issue. Dude, would you ever in your life... So let's crawl in our brains and pretend like we're Mets fans. If you, speaking, I know what Sandy Alderson I think would do, but from a fan perspective, man, are we cool with that? I don't care. Like if you're a Mets fan, well, let's say if you're a Red Sox fan and you guys need to rebuild and it's going to take Chris Sale for a couple prospects and you got to see Chris Sale go to the Yankees and win a World Series. Are you pissed about that or are you cool with that? No, I don't want him to go to you. To the Yankees, but I mean, but, but in what my if, what lifetime, if your team was getting good prospects in return because you needed them to rebuild. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because like all of the trades, like with Johnny Damon, um, um, oh my gosh, I'm just completely. Well, Wade Boggs played for the Yankees too. Yeah, um, no, but that um, wasn't a trade. Was oh my gosh, who's the guy that I'm thinking of? The outfielder, Jacoby Ellsbury. Yeah, Ellsbury. Like, I mean, we've had some guys go over. Um, what do the fans think of that? I think that I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it it definitely just depends on the player. Uh, Johnny Damon at the time, I remember. I mean, we were coming off that World Series win. I mean, he was he was pretty loved within the Red Sox nation. Um, I I don't even remember now like what we got in return. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't anything like I, this situation with the Mets. You know, if someone like Degrom or whatever is potentially going to go to the Yankees, it's it's different. I mean, I don't think the organization. What here's what makes here's what frustrates me more than anything. Not mm-hmm. not as a fan. It's just like there's certain organizations out there. Like Boston is definitely one of them. That's like we are loyal to the, fan the base team. Loyal the, to, yeah, yeah, like we're loyal one of the, the oldest franchises. We're loyal, and then they do something like this Hanley Ramirez thing, and like my my whole issue is is that. I appreciate that you're loyal to us as fans and to the players. 
But you also have to be realistic about like what is the health of Dustin Pedroia. I did not care if Dustin Pedroia comes back. Like we got two World Series with him. I love Petty. Like, but he's already the team's bigger than the player. He's already back on the DL. Like we made room for him by getting rid of Hanley. And I understand Hanley was in a slump, but like Hanley was killing it with the Boston fans over the last like five months. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, we'll see how that whole thing plays out with releasing Hanley. Uh, but that's what frustrates me more than anything. And so if I'm thinking about the Mets and the Yankees thing, like, yeah, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't, as a fan, I wouldn't want to see that. Um, but then if I just think about it from a, a neutral standpoint, like, I guess it makes sense. It makes sense. Because if you're the New York Mets, you could possibly get Glaber Torres or Miguel Andahar and then Justice Sheffield or Clint or and or Clint Frazier because Justice Sheffield's a triple A pitcher yeah. who's clean in house. Obviously Clint Frazier, both of those guys came over from the Indians Andrew Miller trade. Yeah. You get both of those yeah. guys and Miguel Andahar because the Yankees probably aren't gonna want to give up Glaber Torres. Mm-mm. The hell you can say no to that? Mm. You absolutely can't say no to it. But I'll also say this Sandy Alderson, Mets GM, he'll make the trade. He traded Jose Canseco in his prime. That's right. Didn't yeah, sweat it yeah. for Ruben Sierra and a couple of relievers. He'll do the job to get the team one and doesn't really care. And especially in his position because, I mean, literally Jacob Degrom has started in his last ten games. He has a .86 ERA, and the Mets are two and eight in his ten games. That he's got a .86 ERA. They have no that's, offense. Oh They've my got gosh, that's nothing. terrible. If his job's going to be on the line, I mean, so you got to feel like as a fan that you would be okay with this move just because the team's in dire straits. They got nothing right now. And Jacob DeGrom, you're just wasting his years. And then if you're the if you're the Yankees, sadly, if you got DeGrom, I mean, it's bad news for the rest of the AL. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I as I, it's hard to say, man. Like, well, you never know what a guy's going to do in the playoffs. The only thing I think DeGrom's got for him is he's a New York guy already. So I don't think the stage is going to phase him, but well, you know, who knows? Mets and Yankee stadiums a well, lot different. A different. I guess I'm talking like in the media. Look at the Sonny whatever, Gray like thing. I mean, like Sonny Gray was like the best thing since sliced bread before he came and got a pinstripe mm-hmm. uniform. And then I mean, how he's even still pitching, I don't know. It baffles me. He's got a touchdown almost for an earner on average. I don't know what it is. It's high, man, and he doesn't seem. To be I, I, I love it. I mean, I he's, love it. Yeah, but now I compare the starters of these two teams, right? Like the Yankees. And the Red Sox, and I don't feel like one starting rotation outmatches the other, man. I really don't. I'm not worried about the starting rotation. And I think the bullpen can be fixed. The numbers are telling me the bullpen's all right. Yeah. But. I know. Then, And that's where, like, you bring in statistics. I mean, I look at the stats, too. It it does help me. But I also. It's always always just like, yeah, it's definitely the eye test. You know if you've got Dellen Batances and Aroldis Chapman and David Robertson and Tommy Canley. Those are four mean guys on the mound. And if you're not so sure about Joe Kelly and <laughs> I whatever just, other relievers they have, I don't know. I only know Joe Kelly because you sent me a text one day and you were like, Joe <laughs> yeah. F and four eyes, Kelly blew another save against yeah. the Rays when Denard AARP span hit up inside the park home run. And I was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> yes, that was great. That was, uh, but that was pre, that was pre, text, that was pre, uh, Joe Kelly just saying, come on, oh, bro, dude, let's do this. Sure. Now it's like, dude, I don't Joe care Kelly's what, I don't care what. Do you like following Boston uh, on Instagram, like the the actual Red Sox uh, official handle? Yeah. Um, th- when they post like what the team, what a lot of the players and and 
Kelly is always one of them. What they're wearing on their road trips, but when they're leaving Boston, is magical, dude. I'm sure that every team does this, but I don't follow any other teams. Um, Joe Kelly's outfits are fantastic. Like they What's are he wearing? the most off the wall funny crap you've ever seen, dude. dude. Like, do you know what the, the you know what the Instagram handle? Uh, it's F U C K F Jerry is yeah. So you know their yeah. that lo- their logo, right? It's that top. It's that little um, like light blue purple. What an ice cream cup used to yeah, look yeah, like yeah. from like in the nineties. Uh-huh. Whatever. I don't know what that's like patented or trademarked as, mm-hmm. but that's their logo. He had a whole outfit, shorts, shirt, and everything with that like I don't know design graphic yeah. going down it. It's he, he's gold, dude. I, everyone's loving Kelly right now. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we're sitting here watching Bryce Harper. Yeah, we've got... If we go off into space, we just watched Bryce Harper, I think, strikeout looking against Sonny Gray. Um, Nationals are getting loaded up, man. They got a lot of the hurt guys back. So that's a pretty good thing, though. But stay tuned for this Yankees-Red Sox thing. I don't think I've got any other notes on it besides Stephen Wright seems to be healthy now. Yeah. And we think the knuckleball... David good. Price... Gave up Fortnite, I guess. Or he cut back on his Fortnite. <laughs> he's, had a hard enough time, dude, he's had a hard enough time with Boston media to be like, dude, do you know Dan Shaughnessy? Is that is that how you say his name, Dan Shaughnessy? That's how I say dude, it. Dude, he wrote an article and ripped David Price Ooh. a new one. He's like, video games? Are you kidding I me? I think that's what, like, I think it hurt his feelings. And that's... Oh, hurt David Price's feelings? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's... Yeah, 100%, man. Because he was legit. David, I mean, did you see like what David officially said? He no. was like, I'll cut. He basically said, I'll cut back. Better stop, I guess. <laughs> we got a pennant to win, guys. How's he going to pitch this year? Man? You got faith in him? No, I have no faith in him. You never know what you're going to get with him. I swear one start, like his stuff's moving good and he'll go six. It just pisses me off because, hits. I mean, I I just, I didn't, I never liked it anyways from, the, from day one. Well, he never had. You know, I I'm never fond of guys that can't pitch well in the playoffs. So That's exactly Price it, man. Turn eighteen million, and exactly people it. have conversations about Clayton Kershaw. Like, is he going to opt out of his deal at the end of the season and become a free agent? My thought is, if he better not, and if he does, my team better not sign him. I don't want it. No, I know, I man. Don't. I and that's the same. That was the exact same philosophy I had whenever, you know, I found out. 48 hours before it happened, it's like, oh, you know, the Red Sox are looking at giving Price this massive deal. And I was just like, man, like, oh, great. Well, thanks. Now we're going to just hand off 100 and... Dude, he was, he was 218. Was it? 218. Yeah, 218. Yeah. Just like, we're going to... Pablo Sandoval deal. And yeah. you're kind of like, what in the world well, is going on? Yeah, I'm like, well, we're stuck, you know. Yes, let's go. Ooh, Adam Eaton's back. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Adam Eaton's Listen to this, dude. I love Adam Eaton, man. In real life, I love Adam Eaton. He was post-game, like, at the beginning of the season. And he, like, you know, obviously he was injured all last year, right? And he comes back at the beginning of this season. And they see him, like, after the game. And they're like, Adam, you're walking. You're kind of hunched over. He goes, no, no, I feel good. He goes, I've always kind of old-manned it. Like, you should ask my wife about it. Like, I'm always, I'm always moving like an old man. And he's just a funny guy, man. Like... That sounds a lot less funny when I say it, but it was no, funny I'd... when he said it. Um, dude, next on the agenda, man, what do I... Okay, since we're watching the Washington Nationals play the New York Yankees, which Nationals got blanked last night. I think the final score was two to nothing. Yes, it was. Um, an NL executive, so a National League executive, has mentioned... 
to a reporter from FanRag Sports through text what he thinks of Bryce Harper. I've got some quotes of what was said about Bryce Harper. Simply overrated. The good ain't worth the bad. Use that money to sign two or three players. He only cares about himself, and he's a losing player. So that's what was said about Harper. Yeah. So this guy's obviously not a GM because one of the things was he was like, if I was in charge, I would sign two to three players, right? So the first question I want to ask is Bryce Harper overrated. Do we think Bryce Harper is overrated? Define overrated. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Here's how I think I want to start this. If you sign Bryce Harper, it's likely to be a 10-year contract. I've heard anywhere from 300 to 350 million. Right. I don't know. It's hard to predict what he's going to go for next year because all of the free agent prices weren't what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. And GMs now, and you can even see it with the Yankees, who are like notorious big spenders. Yep. They're building their teams based on young guys. Yep. They're building them from the farm and they're getting them. I'd say sometimes they get them for the free. Yankees, some dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we got a bit of Red Sox fan over here, guys. We got a bit of Red Sox fan. <laughs> if he starts cussing, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to put an explicit on this in five minutes. He's going to be dropping F-bombs like a madman. I mean, four of their best players, dude, Judge, Sanchez, Glaber, Miguel Andohar, right? Those are four studs on the team. But here's what I'm getting at, right? So in this, you're going to sign this guy, mm. and he has the potential to hamstring your organization at 10 years and 300 Or tear million. his hamstring. Exactly. But I guess overrated in the sense of, is he going to come into the clubhouse and be the leader that you want, right? So being a Cubs fan, I know John Lester and Anthony Rizzo were two huge leaders. I know the Phillies just got Jake Arrieta. I, know I, miss, he's a, I miss John Lester so John much. John Lester. Man. Dude, I saw John I Lester up close and personal. We were a row behind it. I got to see him in the dugout. He's a big guy, isn't he? Dude, he's a big he's guy. huge. Dude, listen to this, man. So we were at the Cubs game, and Brian Dunsing, a Cubs reliever, former Oil, so all AL, man. He um, got on base for the first time in his career, walked. Makes it all the way around the bases and scores a run on like three plays later. So, but watch this. So Brian Dunsing's up to bat, and he's a lefty. He, he lines a foul ball towards the Cubs dugout. To John Lester, looks at... Brian Dunsey and goes, no, man, hit it that way. With like the biggest smart ass smirk on his face. He's like, Brian, no, that way. And then, dude, when Brian gets on base, Lester's like clapping and all this stuff. That's then awesome. Dunsing comes all the way around the score. And like John Lester's like, hey, good job, buddy. That's and awesome. And to see John Lester like in that light, dude, he very much has like, He's a funny guy, mm-hmm. but there's something about him, man. When you look at me, you're like, dude, that guy's an alpha dog, dude. Yeah. Like, he's a leader in the clubhouse, man. And you're looking at those guys, dude. And it's funny about Lester. He, you can tell he's an asshole. That, but, like, but he's, I, a, funny I, he's dude. a good teammate. He's a good, that's what I, I mean. That all in a positive yeah. way, man. Because I say that in the sense of like he's a he's a real smart Alec, in the sense of like it's very funny. So because when you see John Lester. You see him on the mound. He's usually angry. He's a quiet guy. Yeah. But he's a funny, smart aleck, like low-key oh, yeah. funny guy. And you got to love that in the dugout because if you're just an angry guy all the time, no one's going to be friends with right. you, man. But right. John Lester is an extremely friendly guy. And that in combination, because he's not just a goofball, he's a true leader in the clubhouse. Right. Do I think Bryce Harper can be that? If you ask me right now, can Bryce Harper be that for your team? I'm going to tell you no. And I know that can't be popular because when this NL exec comment came out, I feel like most of the pieces I read were like, are you crazy? Uh, tw- look at his 2015 year. Yeah, he had one 10 more season. The rest of that stuff, I don't know, man. You know, I don't think he can be that. It's like you told me today whenever you said that we were going to talk about this. And there's a commercial of Bryce right now. 
on on TV for Gatorade. I've been saying it for the last four years. Um, I've just never talked about it like publicly. I've not had a platform to do that. I've never been a big Bryce Harper fan. Um, I could care less not only about the Nationals but the NL. So it's not it's not my my league, but. Um, I've never been a big Bryce Harper fan, and now that he is in this stage in his career where we're t- having these conversations about him, I think that it's it's a good or a bad thing depending on what it is that your goal is as a club. And obviously every goal, every club's goal should be to win a World Series. Um, and if it's and and if it's not, then yeah, sure. I think Bryce Harper could be an interest, interesting prospect. But the fact of the matter is, is like it's similar to like the David Price thing, man. Like in the postseason, like the numbers just haven't been there. Harper's mm-hmm. been hurt in the postseason every other year for the last four years. Um, I mean, that's not entirely accurate, but he's been hurt. He was hurt he's last. He was hurt. Yeah. Last end of last season. The season before that, at the beginning of the season, I think it was in 2016, or was it 2015? Okay, what did we I get? My years. Com- 2015 confused. was his MVP year. So, it must so, have been, so outside of 2015, I don't know that he's played a full season because right. something has always he's happened. Always not had, a same nagging. He's not Yoan Cespedes. It's like right. Hammy. It's just different stuff. It's just different stuff. But and we all know that baseball players are extremely fragile for whatever reason, and they'll they're not afraid to throw a 10 day deal on them for you know, like bruising their pinky. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think that like for the amount of money that he is going to have to get from an organization, yes, I do think that he's overrated because I don't know if the numbers are going to be there. And back to what you were just talking about with John Lester, of him, I think he's a great teammate. You think he's a great teammate. We've all heard that he's a great teammate. Um, I don't think Bryce Harper is that. I don't think... I think Bryce Harper is a pissed off young guy, always expecting the world. Um, and whenever he doesn't get it, I mean, he he's the first one to like throw a bat, throw a helmet. And while that's okay, I mean, like Jonathan you like Pappelbon to see, choked him. Why'd Pappelbon choke him? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, like, but like that's a, a leader's not going to get choked in a dugout. No. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. No, no one's going to choke John Lester. No one's going to choke Anthony Rizzo. Like, no one's going to choke Dustin Pedroia in no. a dugout. It's not going to happen. Man. So I. That's exactly it, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't keep up with everything that the Nationals do, except for I feel bad. For, Washington, as a, as a uh, city, has had it rough until last week, whenever the Caps took home the Stanley Cup. Oh, and yeah. I don't know if you have seen some of the things that have been posted with Alex Ovechkin, <laughs> but it has been the, the best, the funniest up. stuff Dude. I've ever seen. He is Russia should like vote him in as the next freaking president because that man is hilarious Dude, and he's, he's a leader. I've seen more on him in the last two weeks than ever before, and I'm really happy that like I don't even like I don't even I like hockey. I love the Hurricanes, but like I don't even keep up with it whenever they're I don't not either, doing man. good. I feel like I should, but I don't. But like, and I, it's amazing that they won. But before that, man, they haven't had a major league championship in a major team sport championship in like 30 something years oh yeah because the nationals themselves have never won the right. expos never red won. Sox, baseball like i guess the senators maybe redskins. won in like 1914 yeah but the redskins it's, won the super Bowl. yeah but that was i think the most the previous yeah oh that was the previous yeah i don't think it was I the 90s it was, was the i think it was like 30 years i think it's been like 30 years 
Might be. I'm 34. Yeah. I think it's been like 30 years. So now that they've got it, but the Nationals, every year from 2015 to now, they've been like the team to quote unquote beat in the NL. I mean, I think these two teams go to the World Series, Nationals and Yankees, but that's what they say every year. I mean, I, I, that's, I literally thought that this year because I was surprised when the Cubs beat the Nationals last year. So, because they beat them in the NLDS. So, right now, you, would you put your money on the Nationals coming out of the NL? Over who? Mm, let me think. Okay. The Cubs are playing really weird, good baseball. I'm a little more uncertain about you, Darvish. If I look. Told you that. At the hitters, I still want to believe. I still. He's got the yips. It's 100% yips. Yeah. It's not as bad as Rick Ankeel because he can get the ball over the plate. He's full on yips right now, man. He needs a fu- he needs to literally if I thought I could float without him, I think he's not going to come back till after the All-Star break yeah. and the Cubs really don't need him no. right now. It's like they're playing really good baseball. I let him sit. I mean, my my if I had to pick like NL Central or National League power rankings right now, I'd put the Cubs at 1 because somehow like and I wouldn't have said this 3 weeks ago. But from the baseball I've seen from the Cubs in the past three weeks, they resemble the 2016 team, but way more mature in their ability to affect a game while a game is in the process. Meaning like if it's a certain inning and they're down or certain guys have struck out two or three times, they're getting the ability to forget what just happened. Yeah. And that's so cliche for like Joe Mann to keep preaching year after year, but they're getting it because this is when it pays off. Exactly. That's when it starts to pay off that. If you were to ask me, I think it's the Cubs. Yeah. And it makes based on the 25% that I've watched of them so far. So right now I wouldn't say the nationals are going to make it out because they're just, I mean, Bryce Harper's batting like yeah. 230. Yeah, my biased Daniel Murphy, opinion is they're not coming out. He's not. He obviously, I think he had like microfracture surgery like Greg Oden did or mm-hmm. something. And <laughs> the way he was swinging his bat, his weight's all off. He's off balance. And it's almost like he's favoring that knee for some reason. And either he's afraid or it just takes a while to get back warmed up because when you've been on the shelf for God, at the end of last season until yesterday, that's I guess that's what it's going to be. But I... The whole Bryce Harper thing, I don't, I don't think he can be the leader that you want him. No. Nope. To ask a team to sign him for ten years at three hundred, I've heard three hundred fifty million. I don't think either one of them happened. I wrote these numbers down. If you combine the contracts of Jose Altuve, Jake Arrieta, and you Darvish, oh that's three hundred sixty-four million for those three studs. So, from a team standpoint. His ability to hamstring a team isn't just going to be if he underperforms because we all know, like, sign Robinson Cano for 10 and 240, get Pujols for 10 and 240, and you, Alex Rodriguez, whatever, you eat the back end of those deals. And it's like, he'll hit, if he performs, he's still going to hamstring your organization because of $300 million, knowing that, I mean, literally, those are three all-stars. You've got an MVP, a Cy Young Award winner, and then you, Darvish, who's got Cy Young potential, who has a higher K rate than Nolan Ryan. Those guys together cost $364 million. I got a hard time doing it unless you mentioned something a second ago. If your intention's not to win and you want to fill the seats, sign the guy then. That's Go for it, man. And that, but there's nothing worse, especially from like diehard fans, but there's nothing worse for an organization of any sport no, man. to bring in the a high uh, a high big name player from another team to your city 
and your town uh, and and the team underperforms and and he underperforms or even if they play well mm-hmm. but you just can't get there it, like it's it's different but it's similar in its own right is like LeBron James right like the guy's doing everything that he can to get Cleveland uh, another championship mm-hmm. but he can't do it there's nothing worse than being like a Cleveland fan right now. Well, let's say at the at the end of last year, where you get all the way to the finals, you lose. There's nothing worse than saying like we have the best player in the in the entire world on our team, and our chances of actually winning are pretty much slim to none. Mm-hmm. And they make it all the way to the finals and they get swept. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, if we bring in Bryce, you know, if I'm, I don't let's randomly say it. Well, we won't say the Phillies. Who would be a team like that? He has the potential. Okay, to go let to. me. So if you don't, because Mike to Trout's going to go to Philly. You need a you need a team that can spend that probably has money. The I mean the Phillies and the Braves have money. I could see Oakland Atlanta over has, Philly. Yeah, um, because Atlanta's kind of that team that's been looking for an identity since Chipper Jones left. Yeah, you might have like people talk about the Cubs, but I don't think that's logical. Theo's not going to do it. I'm trying to no. think of teams maybe like in the NL Central. I don't think any NL Central team does it. So not the Brewers because I don't think like their GM, David Stearns, had the chance to spend this offseason and didn't. He's got faith in his prospects for good reason because if they're not in first right now, they're a half game mm-hmm. back, right? They're yeah, matching yeah. up to a really loaded Cubs team. So I don't see anyone in the NL Central doing it. You've got the NL East, so you run Braves Phillies. Um, I think run, Philly's playing for Trout. Like if you... Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I just, but if you talk about the NL West, you're dealing with the Giants, Dodgers, maybe. Um, Giants, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Rockies. I could Padres. see. I could see Dodgers probably as number one up there with Atlanta. But oh, so my whole point with that was that was like there would be nothing worse than to like bring someone like Bryce Harper in and just kind of know though in the back of your mind that like it our chances of winning a world series didn't just go through the roof like no in my opinion like statistically like from an eye test like that's just what I say about Bryce I know he's still ha- like statistically he's having a good year he's in a slump right now but I I don't know I just like it's not a risk that I'm willing it to take it would take a very particular lineup for him to make that much of a difference because most of his hitting woes when I believe when he's had him have been because of Daniel Murphy's hurt. Mm-hmm. Ryan Zimmerman can't hit a baseball. So they don't have to pitch to the guy. And because Bryce Harper is who I think he is, he's swinging away and he's batting 230 probably because he's swinging at bad pitches, making contact with bad pitches, and he can't drive them. Right. So like the best scenario and what got me with this Washington Nationals team going to the World Series is if this lineup's firing, you've got Adam Eaton who can hit. Daniel Murphy, if Ryan Zimmerman can hit well, but then you run Trey Turner... Victor Robles, if he gets called up, this Juan Soto kid they've got who they've called up. There are pieces in this lineup to protect him where you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. So you fill those guys up and they start raking. Then it, it would take a specific situation with a lineup just like that. If you want to put Harper on the San Diego Padres who don't have you know, seven other guys that can hit in that lineup, they're not going to pitch to him. And right. Bryce is going to try to hit him. Bryce Harper's right. not Barry Bonds. He's just no. not. Nope. You know, and nobody's Barry Bonds. Barry right. Bonds might be the greatest baseball player that ever lived. Right. So. 
and it's not it's not where you've got another lineup like like the Yankees where you it doesn't matter like you you've got four massive hitters in a Yankees lineup. There's no other team in baseball that's got that where you could just throw someone like Harper in there like they did with Stanton and just being like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter if you're batting three or four like no. you're gonna knock it dead. It just so I don't because think that that's really a possibility. Yeah. Well, so. there's no doubt in my mind Bryce Harper. I think outside of Right, well, right this second, outside of Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, because I don't think right now he's as dangerous as those guys. Mike or Mike J- Trout's Mike Trout. Best JD hit another right. one today where he's at twenty two. Yeah, I I don't. I was thinking about JD. I'm not too sure because I know right now I like Mookie Betts as a hitter better than Bryce Harper because Mookie Betts's hand eye coordination is through the roof. Oh, yeah. and that's what's making him slug seven fifty hit 350, and still be fourth in all of baseball after missing six weeks, right? But Bryce Harper's ability to influence the way a pitcher pitches one through eight because he's at one particular spot in the lineup can't be denied. So, like, I know that skill set is there, but if you're wanting something beyond that as a leader, I like, I don't think it's there, and it would just... You got to find a particular lineup to put him in because yeah. he's not going to be the same player. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like with Arietta going to the Phillies versus Stan with the Cubs, right? You Darvish tanks so far. And the big question is, do the Cubs regret it? No, the Cubs don't regret it. No. Jake Arietta's no, 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 no. a different pitcher if he stays in Chicago versus he goes to Philly. You've got to feed that athlete's soul to put him in a position where he feels like he can do good. And I don't I like I don't know if Bryce Harper's like a loser or like a selfish player, but maybe his lack of leadership gets portrayed as being a selfish player because he's not thinking about the guys around him so much. And that might be what this NL executive says, but he's... I think that's the biggest key. We've talked about it for 15 minutes. I think that's it, what you just said. Yeah. Um, And then the only other last thing I wanted to say is there are little signs, like things happen that irk me about him. When he was a rookie and that guy asked him a funny question about, you're in Canada, are you going to get a beer? And he goes, I'm not going to ask that question. That's a clown question, bro. Oh, yeah. You're a I remember that. Yeah. rookie. You've paid zero dues, my man. Yeah. And then... He's always had a chip. At the beginning of this season, um, if you guys are going to ask me about free agency, I'm going to go out that door. Yeah. Like, like, I get it. Like, the media is the media, whatever. Like, they might frustrate every athlete. Like, they're human beings, bro. Just be like, I don't want to answer those questions. Like, his better play in that situation would be like, hey, like out of respect for me and my team because we're trying to win, don't ask me those questions because I'm here to do this. Don't like, I'm going to walk out the door. Yeah. No, and I mean- then last night, he Dellen hit him in the foot. Dellen Batances hit him in the foot. Dellen throws 100, hit yeah, him in the foot. They were showing that earlier. Bryce Harper got halfway down first, turned around and walked off, and the Yankees crowd booed him. I think in that moment, he should have trotted his ass to first base and stayed. I saw Anthony Rizzo take an Aroldis Chapman 100 on his forearm, and it bubbled up. <laughs> what did he do? Went to first base. Yeah. You and it's like, and it's little things like that where I'm like, and I'm kind of catching it. Like I love Bryce Harper. And if he's batting, I stop, man. But just those certain things about him, I'm like, man, he's not no, the leader I, I like think him. I want him to be. Nope, I, you're preaching to the crowd on that, man. I've been saying that for years. I, I I'm I'm kind of starting to see that because I never saw it before because I'd never explored in my head like. Oh, what would it mean if he left, right? Dude, those are, I mean, like, those are things that I look at athletes. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm not the only person in the whole world that looks at, like, an eye test first Dude. and then at statistics. Like, and I do that across all sports. Like, I love, I, okay, well, I was going to go, the, I'm not even going to talk about that. That's just going to make me mad. I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. We got an angry Red Sox fan here. <laughs> I'll say this. 
everyone like here in Charlotte, like everyone is a Steph Curry fan. Charlotte, Charlotte native, dad retired with the Hornets, like everything Steph Curry. Uh, no one here likes LeBron because of the Michael Jordan thing. Uh, most North Carolina people are Michael Jordan fans and all that. I have not been a Steph Curry fan for the last four years, really, ever since they started going on this run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you why. And I've told this to many, many people. It's because I look at him as a very, very, like, uh, bipolar player. And what I mean by that is, like, he he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Like, he's out here saying that, like, he's a good – like. I don't know the guy personally. This is just me as like a dude that gets on Twitter and watches games and keeps up with sports. But Mm -hmm. like he's out here talking like he's a really good father. Like he's bringing his kid up to the podium half the time. Mm -hmm. You know, his wife's always talking good about him on, on social media. Like everyone loves him. But then he also is out there on the court and he's throwing mouth guards at refs. He's like always out there doing the shimmy. He's always, like, got this chip on his shoulder that is not setting a great example. I don't care what anyone says. It's not setting a great example for every one of the kids that watches him and looks up to him. Those are things that I look at with players. That's exactly what I look at at Bryce Harper. I'll bring up my nephew again on this pod, just like I did last time. It's like he knows he does know who Bryce Harper is, and if he's ever watching a game, like if he was just to turn on ESPN right now and watch this game, and who knows, maybe in the bottom of the seventh, Bryce gets hit again, or right, something pisses Bryce off. And then all of a sudden he has a temper tantrum or he storms the mound or whatever he does. You know, and my nephew sees that, like, it's not a good example. And I, that's just me, like, maybe that's just like my wholesome southern roots or whatever. I'm okay with these guys being super cocky. Like, I'm all for that. You're an athlete, you're getting paid. I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. But like, be a leader of the team. Like, that's what you're getting paid to do. Yeah. Be the leader. Because there are ways to show your personality. Because, like, oh, yeah. baseball catches the bad rap for, like, oh, don't show your personality because you're going to break an unwritten rule. And I understand the difference what you're saying because there's a way to be that leader. Like, for example, when Anthony Rizzo tried to fight the whole Cincinnati Reds dugout, he didn't charge a pitcher, but no. when he went back out the first, he let him know what they thought because the role does whiz 200s above his head. Yeah. Right? That's very different, I think. Now, whether that's a good example to a kid, like, I'm not a father. Like, I don't know 100% sure. But I think, like, the Bryce Harper charging Hunter Strickland versus the Anthony Rizzo thing, like, those are two very different situations, and they were handled differently. And yeah. No, I mean, it's and it's not just about, like, especially in baseball, it's not like stay out of trouble, stay out of fights. Like, it, it's not that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think that Bryce Harper is a great example of like, oh, like as to a 12 year old kid playing AAU ball to, to be like on and off the field all the time. You know, that's just me personally. And that just goes hand in hand with like, well, if he's not a great example to a 12 year old kid, he's probably not going to be the number one leader in a, yeah. On a baseball team, because like my, a guy like Michael Jordan played confidently, but didn't do those sorts of things. Right, I feel like. Well, it's also a different time now. Like everything that you do is magnified, scrutinized well, because social media, stuff. and now and like everything that you do is going to be on Twitter and Instagram. And it was not like that with Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan did some pretty terrible things. Yeah, maybe he did. They're making a huge documentary about him. Finally, I can't wait till it comes out. It's. It's, it's like probably yeah. Right? It's probably going to be the best documentary of all oh, time, in my I saw opinion. The trailer, fifty-four seconds of it, I got goosebumps. Yeah, because 
so I learned this from Bill Simmons at the Ringer. Like, there's a ton of footage of Michael, especially <clears throat> in those last three years that they that he won the finals. There's like a ton of footage uh, of him that he somehow figured out a way to get the rights to mm -hmm. and owns himself and never released it to the media, to the public of uh, anyone. And now, you know, they've, they've got this deal. And so they're making this documentary and all that footage is coming Maybe out. Stuff that no one's ever seen. No. I, I oh, mean, like, fun. I just hope that, you know, me as a huge Michael Jordan fan, like, I don't know. I hope it doesn't like ruin his legacy. To I any, don't think it will, man. Degree. Because I feel like, like I know, like Jordan did bad stuff. Like people were talking about, like before Game Three against the Knicks, he'd go to Atlantic City and like gamble his little heart out. And stuff oh, like I don't that care about any of that. It's just it's, like I don't other know stuff. anything else. Like I, I personally, like I don't know anything else. Like beyond those things, like okay, whatever. Like he gambled a lot of money. <laughs> Obviously, he's a basketball player, yeah. so whatever those dudes do, it's like what they do. But yeah, um, it'll be good. Next on the agenda, man, that kind of might be all I have, my man. Um, I know I probably text you a lot of good stuff. Let's get oh, you also talked Wait. about um, um, opinion on uh, blocking second and home. Oh, let's talk about collisions. <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. So this is like, oh, what a shot. Would somebody in line drive home run? Yeah. Tell me that was Trout. Oh, that's D. Gordon. No, that wouldn't. No, 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 it was. Oh, back to the show, back to the show. So, um, a lot of weird collision stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Rizzo clipped a Pirates catcher. Should we bring it up so we can look at it? I mean, yeah, you, you can bring keep, it up. Keep talking. I've seen it about 100 times, but yeah. basically here's what you've got. So, Anthony Rizzo clipped a Pirates catcher. He overthrew first base, scored two runs. And then, obviously, like, Tyler Austin clipped Brock Holt going into second. So, that caused, like, a pretty yep. decent fight. Joe Kelly, come on now. And there's just, like, it seems like there's been a lot of talk about this. And it's, these plays have spurred a lot of conversation on how baseball's changed. And old school baseball players look at baseball as, like, this physical sport and have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. But the new age baseball guys or, like, no, like, you can't do those sorts of things. Like, that's not baseball. You're going to injure somebody. Yeah. And, like, what I kind of want to explore, because I say it over and over again, right? Baseball is such this, it's this exploratory sport where it's being analyzed as far as, like, viewership versus going to a game and sitting at home and then race in baseball. And mm -hmm. then now, like, the physicality in baseball, because, you know, we don't live in the days where Pete Rose can run over Ray Fossey in an all-star game, right? Those things don't happen anymore. Mm -hmm. And post-collision, Joe Madden had said, hey, listen, the way Anthony Rizzo slid, that's how you should teach your kids to slide. That's how I slide. That's how I would teach my kids to slide. There's nothing wrong with that slide, and that's baseball. So I had posted on Facebook the video, and most of the comments I got on Facebook were, that's how you play baseball, and that's a legal slide. Like, we don't care what the rule book says. Like, that's how you play baseball. Baseball is a physical sport, you know? Spikes up, we're coming into you, get out of the way. And I, I guess my first question is, uh, I mean, where, where are you at on the slide rule? Because I, I think I know where I'm at on the rule. Yeah, I mean, I... I think that I'm I'm looking at it now again. I mean, I, I think that the Anthony Rizzo slide, like he definitely knew what he was doing. Hundred percent. I mean, well, he said he's post game just, I was trying to break up a double play. Yeah, I mean, my whole 
it's it's such a gray area, man, because he's he's de- he is at least a foot. <laughs> he's in the grass, man. He's he, in the grass. He's a foot out of the line, and that and both of his feet are dragging behind his hamstring. So his knees are fully bent. I mean, I don't care. Like, if the rule, I guess my whole thing is like, if the rules allow it, baseball is like the one sport where they are going to bend and push those boundaries of the rules more than any mm-hmm. other sport. So I'm fine with it. Like, I don't care. I mean, um, he did his job. I mean, I remember the pitcher threw it like five feet over the first baseman's head. It went all the way into the right outfield. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like. Two so, runs scored on the play after. Yeah, that. so I mean <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he he comes down like grabbing his Achilles and everything and was I can't remember was he okay? Yeah, he was fine. He So, I mean, I'll today. also say that I'm if they're just trying to prevent injury, I think that that's just trying to protect the players too much. I baseball players annoy me with how often that they think that they're hurt. I mean, freaking even X-Man this season at the beginning, like he does that little slide and he tries to make this catch and does that slide into the uh, – I can't remember who we were playing. Uh, maybe Tampa. We like He like slides like a per- like a perfect slide into the um, – It was uh, into foul territory, into the dugout. Yeah, he, and made he that goes catch. into the – no, and, he didn't make the catch. But he, went, he like went down the steps. Yeah, but like – well, and I, they had a camera view of it like really pretty close up. I mean, he landed perfectly on his cleats. Yeah, looked great. Perfectly. And that's just like, dude, you're fine. Like, I don't understand like how baseball players are so fragile. I, part of me thinks that they're not, and it's just you know they're just very cautious with these guys, and I don't care. You know, but it, again, like if the rules allow it, and they're gonna bend the rules, like I'm fine with it. I mean, I just I guess it's just like. I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, man, you totally just broke that up. Like, you did your job. Yeah, he's so dragging his feet behind yeah, him, man. Sure. Like, and even like when I saw the uh, Tyler Austin slide into Brock Holt, the part that made me mad about that was he hit the side of his leg, spiked up, and slid past the bag. Right. So both slides, yeah, like yeah. by the rules, are illegal because these are new rules that have changed. Right? Yeah. But here's what I'm thinking. So initially, my first thought is even when Rizzo. Had his slide, I was like, ah, that's kind of crappy because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Cubs fan, right? Not, right. not of the bandwagon type. Right. See me when I was five years old. Um, I was like, if that was my catcher, I'd be mad. Yeah. Right? You come at Wilson Contreras like that, I'm right. going to be pissed, and someone's going to put one in your hip. But I was saw a picture. So Lenny Dykstra held a fake gun to an Uber driver's head and got arrested. <laughs> right? Like two days ago. I've not two days this. ago. So he got arrested. Oh my gosh. They found ecstasy, weed, and coke in his bag. He didn't have. Oh a gun. wait, no, I did hear yeah. about this. So the yeah, Uber sorry. Dri- so the Uber drivers like, dude, held a gun to my head, and they were like, we couldn't find a gun. He put it. He stuck his hand in a brown bag. It was like, bro, I'm gonna blow your brains oh my, out. Yeah, right? like okay. So, so dude, for like 20 minutes today at work, I got lost on Lenny Dykstra in Pogs. Remember what Pogs were? Like those little milk caps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I went down a 90s nostalgia kick, right? And I saw a picture of Lenny Dykstra, like. I guess in batting practice, leaning against the wall with a big chew of dip, dirty as can be. It was like this vintage partners in grime picture mm-hmm. of a baseball player. And I'm looking at that, and I've watched Ken Burns' baseball documentary about a million of times, and I'm looking at baseball now, and I'm like, 
I like that collision. Yeah. Like, I agree with Joe Madden where, like, I know, like, what the rule book says and how you're defining it. But I'm like, that's what baseball should be. And that's what I want baseball to be. And if baseball's not that, then, like, make it that, right? Because you've got this sport that's under this microscope where you're like, how can we get people to watch? How can we get people to watch? Like, I just went to Wrigley Field for a live baseball game. And you could hear the roar of the crowd. And the common comment from people is usually i love to go to watch a baseball game in person but not so much on tv because when we're watching baseball on tv now if you touch a guy you're in trouble yeah the crowd noise on an espn sunday night baseball game is so far drowned out yeah i could read the most boring book in the world and focus on it perfectly because the tv's so quiet this game has changed when you watch a television when you watch a baseball game on television you can't hear the crowd noise we're taking away Sport is physical, right? Yeah. Sport is. It's intended to be, man. We're blood, sweat, and tears. And guys are going to get hurt playing baseball. Guys are going to get hurt playing golf, like whatever it is. And these little things take it away when you put this under a microscope and all of a sudden Twitter's blowing up because Anthony Rizzo's a dickhead because of a bad slide and he's a dirty player. And I'm like, tell me what this guy does on a daily basis and he's a dirty player? Like, What world are we living in right now? I love the slide. I think we need more of that stuff. Nobody's getting hurt at all. There's like, oh, there's a chance they might get hurt. Yeah, well, listen, guys are taking fastballs to the face. What do we do? Like, You want to play t-ball now? Like, Where's it stop? You can't take away the... Like the game, man, you can't affect it in a negative way. I'm yeah, all man. in on the slides, man. I really am. No, I, I am too. And it's all because of um what's his face that tore his MCL or ACL. Was that a couple um, of years ago for the Mets? Yeah, but it was the it was Phil it was um uh, Chase Utley. Chase Utley slid, slid into, into um, what's his face? A, the Mets second baseman. That's yeah. when Daniel Murphy went over to play yeah. second. That was the twenty fifteen. So I mean, that's definitely yeah. like when all, like they started to really, really analyze the rule, and then they they've made the change and everything. And so, I you know I I I'm I'm with you. Like I don't like the rule. I because it's just it for in my opinion, like the rule is the next step in this whole frustrating process of like making the game less physical yep um and it's just the same route that basketballs went down it's the same route that football has been going down um and so yeah i don't know at this point like where you stop because i think it's very very difficult to to make these standards and to make these rules and then two years later be like ah we don't like them let's come back especially in the role in the realm of like physicality mm-hmm. because it's like well now what you know if the nfl came out next year and they were like um no shots uh to the from the helmet they're allowed now well that's going to completely undo all of the the changes that have happened over the last four years since these rules have been implemented of like you know you can't go in with the leading side of the helmet and all this um I don't know, man. It's a tough spot to be in, especially for the for the commission. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't like the rule, but at this point now they got to enforce it. That's a great example right there. What you know, he slid so early, and that <laughs> it almost like happened. It almost happened. So if you you might not be watching this, but you'll see it on MLB Network tonight. Adam Eaton slid into second, slid. And then got back up and tried to jump over Glaber Torres to touch the base. It was amazing. 
Look at that guy. Oh. He almost made it. You've got so to So I misinterpreted that. I misinterpreted what was happening. I didn't see. I saw. What I saw was this. Oh. And so then I was like, that's a perfect example. I didn't know that he had Holy already crap. slid. Watch this. That was bad. Slide now. He literally. Uh, top of the third, two outs. He slid five feet way too early. Top of the third, one out. Watch that slide. That was amazing. But yeah, man, I mean. <laughs> You know what that made me think of about one guy getting hurt and you changing all the rules? When Bryce Harper charged the mound against Hunter Strickland, Mike Morse, mm-hmm. player for the Giants, that fight ended his career. Him and Jeff Samarja ran into each other and he got a concussion. And he couldn't play baseball again. His head's too messed up. There are guys that are getting hurt yeah. singularly. Like, where are we at on that conversation? Yeah, I know, man. Right? It's tough. Like, It's uh, tough. But no, I dig the slides, man. I don't think I have... A problem with it. What else do I have on the agenda? We're the greatest show on dirt. I am at Cody Nation's place. You know, before this show, we were talking about how fast we thought we could throw a baseball. Um, <laughs> and we also talked about that we both might need Tommy John surgery. I wish I would have recorded this conversation that, that we funny. had before. Because I know, dude, when I go bowling, that's what started the conversation. I go bowling, and usually on the uh, second go, my elbow's hurting, man. Who's the best bowler in uh, Major League Baseball? Mookie Betts, my man. He bowled, <laughs> dude. This guy bowled a did 300 you? game, dude. I know. He's and, nuts. and and the they had like a pregame ceremony for him at Fenway. Did you see that? No, I didn't. But I yes, wish I dude. They man. like gave him a freaking medal. It was amazing, dude. I can't believe. Did you see I the video with a guy? The high school baseball player strike out hit like one of his buddies at a Minnesota. And then State he comes down and is like, hold on, don't celebrate without me for 30 seconds. I'm going to go hug him. Dude, I loved that move, man. It, it got me. You okay? You think it's a you think it's a pussy move, man? I hear so I uh, don't mind it, man. You got a guy that's a winner, and in that, here's the reason why I like it. Now, if it's like a was that high school? It was high school. It was high school. What I dug about it was this a young player who performs really well on a state stage has the clarity in that busy moment to say, hold up. I like that when it comes to a baseball player because baseball because baseball is such a mental sport. Yeah. I would love to see where this guy goes past high school into college and what he turns into because I love his mental like ability to like pause that time and catch himself in a moment. And I feel like all sport is huge in that, man. Yeah. A lot of people might think it's a wuss move. At first, no. I kind of thought it did. But the Bryce Harper conversation, when yeah, I was thinking no, about it, she was like, oh, damn, like I like that You're move. right. You're right. I, when I first, like my very visceral reaction, when I first saw that video was like, oh, my gosh, what a pansy. Yeah. But no, you're totally right. Like I do think that that's really important. And the fact that like it wasn't, it wasn't, there was not a, a thought in his mind as soon as the ump called a strike and he was out. His first thought was, I'm running down here oh, yeah. to hug my best friend. Um, I can't, like, I'm, tr- I'm sitting here trying to think, like, competitively, uh, if I've ever went up against like one of my closest friends, and I, and I don't think that I have of mm-hmm. any sport. So I don't really know what that's like. Um, yeah, I don't know. So no, at first I was like, "Oh wow, that was a pansy move." But no, you're right. As I've watched it, and it's it's went very viral. I think that was a very classy move. Um, and you definitely don't know the history there. Him and his like, who God only knows. Like his best friend, he might not. He might not. Ha- he might not yeah, I mean, he might not have his parents or mm-hmm. something. Like who knows? Like it could be anything. 
Uh, and so, I, yes, I definitely think. Yeah, that I'd only really thought about move. that, man, because I thought of like, obviously, like the Bryce Harper stuff about him being like a selfish person. I was like, man, I think I like that move. Here, watch this video. If you didn't know, we talked about a couple days ago. Matt Latos playing independent league, minor league ball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. guy. Yeah, it's the he it, came out. It's of, on our Twitter. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's when you know it's bad, and you better you're thinking in the back of your mind, where are my teammates at? Dude. Because all of a sudden he's looking down. <laughs> he's looking down uh, at the batter and completely about to get blindsided. I mean, almost wrecked. That's hilarious. And he has, maybe he's a mentally, you know, good guy too, because he has the ability to, uh, he's got good peripherals. He like, and immediately Goldberg. Yeah. I mean, he straight up grabbed him and then put his back into the ground. But if he didn't see him, that could have been bad for him. Have you watched a lot of Shohei Otani baseball? Um, I've watched it whenever Boston went out there and put a beat down on him. Um, he might have to have Tommy John. No, I know. And I'm on the fence whether. I'm not on the fence about it all. If he has to have Tommy John, I let him hit the rest of the year. Because <laughs> I think the Angels you know, they're need to not make gonna the playoffs. Let, yeah. Even though the Angels aren't probably going to beat the Yankees. Baseball's such a weird sport. You know, the Marlins beat the Yankees in a World Series once. And that was in like 1998 when they had been in the league for like seven years. That's true. So I'm kind of like, you just never know what can happen with matchups in baseball. Um, that's why I let him play it out and just waste six months being DH and then have his Tommy John six months later. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I... I'm not saying I'm right because I'm definitely wrong about most of this stuff, but I, I was always like, I was really just glad that, you know, he didn't come over to Boston. Not that, not that we were going to go after him, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't like the idea of like someone trying to be a dual threat like that um, or triple threat, whatever you want to call him. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. More players are coming up that way, man. I know. So, well, they are now. There was that kid that got drafted by, um, they got drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays from Louisville. Mm-hmm. I have minor league tickets to a Bowling Green Hot Rods game. I was going to watch this dual threat guy, Brendan McKay, man. He was like third, o- second or third overall pick last year. And uh, that was, I think, single A ball. He got called up to double A like three weeks ago. So I don't get to see him. What do you think of the oven mitts? That's what I call them. You got to have them. Dude, Trout missed six weeks last year and it broke my heart. They look silly. I get it, man. But, like, uh, Carlos Correa missed time last year. I know. Um, Chris Bryant almost missed time last year. Trout missed time last year. Yeah, I know. They do look silly, though. You ever notice how tight Bryce Harper's pants are? Like, he doesn't doesn't pull his pants up, like, to have his socks showing. No, he's... But he's got, like, skinny jean pants. For that reason, maybe he's not a team leader. How... um, So, how fast do you think that you throw a baseball right now? Dude. Like... All, all out, a hundred and five percent. Oh man. Okay. So with proper warm ups, and you want to know what man? <laughs> skills. The company skills. I know. They sell a baseball with a reader on it. Oh really? I'm gonna order one. Honest to God, I think it. I could throw a baseball seventy five. Okay. Okay. And I hope I can throw a baseball seventy five. Now I might. Now is it gonna go straight? Like if there was a things. catcher. Oh well, hold on. Now my fastball's got a lot of movement on it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to twist it and be like, "Are oh, you going to throw a strike?" Like, no, it doesn't have to movement. be a strike. But it's like, is it good? Is oh, it yeah. like you go up against like a, a a back fence or whatever, and it's just like I'm going to throw it wherever? Like, is it that kind of a fastball, or is it like, all right, I could probably get this like in a box? No, I try to throw it in a box. Okay, all right. but if you're batting, you better have the face mask on, pal. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll tell you that I'm wild. I'm not getting back Vaughn. there. So yeah, and then I, I just have two things. I need an ice pack for my elbow. 
immediately. Yeah, I need to wait for my health insurance to kick in. <laughs> I swear to God, when I said I needed Tommy John, I think I really need it, bud. Like, my fingers tingle up, dude. My forearm and my elbow hurt when I go bowling. My, it's, so it's not my fingers that tingle up. Um, it, it is 100% my elbow. Like, 20, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's 20, 20 throws in. And I'm just like, mm, my right elbow is like really starting to yank on. It. It's just tough, man. Did you ever pitch? Yeah, I hit four guys in a row at once. Oh, dude, no, really no, I was, pitcher. Pitcher. I, mean, I, I was a pretty good pitcher. I mean, I was a pretty good pitcher. Then I, I moved over mad. to third. I would throw it at people. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was. I moved over to third. Uh, so I always still had to have a pretty good arm just because it's a third. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I have no idea what I can throw. You say that you can throw seventy five. I say I can throw seventy six. I don't know. Okay, that's what. Dude, so we're gonna have this competition. I'm gonna order the skills baseball tonight. <laughs> and then next time we record, we're going to go outside and video this and we're going to throw heat, man. We're going to throw heat. I love it. Dude. We should do We're We'll like Periscope it or Dude, Instagram Live it. I got three baseball fields. You can come check out the new yeah. studio once we get the hardwood. So that's laid. what we'll do. Come next time we'll, we'll it, Periscope it or Instagram Live it. And uh, and we'll go out there and we'll, Dude, so we'll do so something pumped. like get like 10 pitches a piece. Yeah. And and we'll just do we'll see who's the fastest. Dude, I'm so excited. Proper warm up and everything. Exactly, dude. dude. I'm wearing cleats. I'm we, should we find a mound somewhere? I don't even have baseball cleats. I have football cleats. They don't have pitchers mounds. Nah. Because he's a little league. No, field. we so shouldn't like, find. No, we don't need a mound. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a mound. He's a. Dude, do, do we need a mound? We'll put some books out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a phone book, man. You'll be good, dude. I'm gonna. Give you a podcast recommendation, man. John Cruck has a podcast called Cruckcast. Oh, I've heard of it's it. It's one of the yeah. funniest things I've heard. The first one I listened to, um, John Cruck, and there's a he's got an executive producer that helps him on the show. So this executive producer pretty much leads it and then just asks Crucky like baseball stuff, right? And one of the episodes is tell me some of your weirdest baseball stories. Huh. So John Cruck is talking about playing winter league ball. One of his teammates gets kidnapped oh my gosh i kid you not and then they had to have like armed security guards at like the game so john crook wouldn't get kidnapped. It's probably back in like the 80s about that yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then also he was talking about some guy taking a dump at wrigley field and how the bathrooms didn't have doors on him and was telling his teammate that babe ruth pooped in that toilet and the teammate was like super excited wow but the winter ball stuff was like a bunch of crazy stuff with like kidnappings and then there were big fights with fans fighting like apparently the two teams fought then the fans came out and the fans were fighting the players and it was like the royal rumble dude he's got all kinds of i gotta check that out man stories. He's de- I could see how he's probably got some of the most interesting stories of anyone Dude, out well, there. I've seen him a few times, man, yeah. on Philly's TV. Yeah. He's good. He's good yeah. at his job, man. Yeah. And he's got a lot of great insight that you would like, I think, as well, because he's not only he doesn't ignore data, but he's very much like an eye test guy. Yeah. Like, what's happening in this situation? So that's what I like. Greatest show on dirt. We'll close it up, man. Sure, man. Cody, this is fun. This is a uh, Quinn and Cody part duh. Dose. Yeah, you ever watch Hot Shots part duh? You ever watch the Hot Shots movies? Yeah, I just forgot that part. <laughs> All right, guys. Greatest show on dirt. We'll see you guys later. Later. Be good. Take it easy. You, yeah, buddy. I don't think I'm going to stop this thing now. Just hit that big red button. Yeah.